All right, here we go. Welcome, guys, back to the PVA podcast. I'm doing something a little bit different. We're actually going to walk through the programming from this last semifinals, the West Coast Classic, and as well as some of the results. So we'll start off with event one, which is the regional snatch ladder from the 2016. Uh, Looking at their website right here, let's talk about the flow. This event begins with the athlete on the starting mat. At the sound of the beep, the athlete will move forward to the barbell and perform 10 snatches. Once the 10 snatches have been completed, they will roll the bar forward to the next station and add weight, then perform eight snatches, and then on in there, then on until the time cap. Each station will also have a cutoff time by which the reps must be completed in order to proceed forward. Once an athlete has completed all the required reps for a given load, they may immediately advance and do not need to wait for the clock before moving to the next station. Time stops when the athlete reaches the finish mat. Notes. Here we go. Athletes will use one barbell for all three for the first three stations, adding weight each time they move forward, and will then move to the second preloaded barbell that they will use for the f- stations four and five. Athlete score for this event will be the time it takes to complete all the required lifts in an event. An athlete fails to complete all required reps before the time expires. They will receive a one rep penalty for each rep not completed. Addition, one, one rep penalty for each rep not completed. Additionally, the time at which an athlete finishes all required reps at a given weight will be used as a tiebreaker. Um, so the 10 squat snatches are 185, 135, the 8 is 205, 145, the 6 is 225, and 155. Uh, the 4 snatch, uh, squat snatches are 245 and 165, and the last two are at 265 and 175. So um, after watching this event live, it was Super interesting how it all got came together. These weights are not that heavy for these elite level athletes, but you got to get through 28 total squat snatches to be able to hit those last two at that 265. Um, it's not a one rep max snatch, so you really got to have an engine. You got to have the cardio to back it all up. And I think it's really interesting that everything came together the way it did. So if we take a look at our standings for after event one, Tola Marquinho completed it at 549. Actually an unreal finish at the 265 number. He went for touch and go and almost had it. But the young buck, Dallin Pepper, was right on his tail. Actually finished almost 50 seconds behind, or 40 seconds behind, my bad. 40 seconds behind, but he was pushing Tola and Dallin Pepper for this being one of his um his opening event here um in the 2021 season he I mean he he put it together um our number three was Jacob Paff and then our number four was Noah Olson number five was Cole Sager number six Sean Sweeney number seven Will Morad number eight John Colton Colty uh number nine Matt DeLago and number 10 Lionel Franco is that oh yeah Franco um I think it's a really interesting way that they're going about it I think it's going to be uh super interesting to see how they develop throughout the weekend um I mean honestly great event one and I think that it's truly something that these guys will be proud of and 
I'm excited um, to talk about these next few events. So, uh, talking about, still talking about event one, we're looking into the women's, uh, this is the women's event one results. So, we'll talk about Chloe Wilson was number one, Danny Spiegel at number two, I mean, less than a second separated these two. Number three was Carrie Pierce, number four, Bethany Shadburn, number fifth, and number five, uh, Danielle Brandon. I mean, look at that, those three girls over at... underdogs athletics i mean right neck and neck with one another and really pushing the limit of everybody else i mean but danny spiegel over at invictus as well as uh uh, reagan huckabee at at invictus as well i mean they're number two and number six at this event in the total and lauren fisher number 10 i mean they are all just really pushing the limit um super exciting finish i'm really excited to see this women's division because i think there's a lot to be played out here and and this women's top 10 is going to fluctuate, but this women's division is just unreal. It's stacked. It's, there's the, the field is just unreal. Um, it's going to be really, really exciting to see what they're able to put together um, as we get on to event two. All right, so event two was Legless 2013. The flow of this work is... This workout begins with the athletes on the start mat. At the sound of the beep, he or she will advance to the barbell and start the 27 thrusters. Upon completing the 27 repetitions, the athlete will advance the barbell and return to the rig to do the four legless rope climbs, there on and so forth, all the way down. So 27, 4, 21, 3, 20, or 15, 2, 9, 1. Uh, and so that's the range of motion on this on this uh, workout. I think it's a really good workout. Um, it pushes the athletes with those thrusters. They're not as crazy high volume, and I mean, you're going to see pretty much everybody do these unbroken, but this is really a legless uh, workout, so I think that's going to be really interesting to see how this all comes together and how it breaks out. All right, we're jumping right back into um, event two results. So, number one, right at the top of the list, as expected, Carrie Pierce. Number two, Daniel Brandon. Number three, Brianna Wallen. Number four, Bethany Shadburn. So let's right, let's just stop right there. Again, Bethany Shadburn, Danielle Brandon, and Carrie Pierce at the top. So whatever Justin Kotler is doing over at Underdog Athletics is clearly working they are at the top of the heat um not far behind them though is reagan huckabee and danny spiegel in fifth and sixth um i mean they're putting it together in this i mean it's just been an unreal program and i mean across the board these super camps are working um but this event to legless what we ended up seeing was people struggling with those final few reps i mean struggling not being able to complete it and those failures at the top of that rep are on that final round are the killers you know that's what's killing a lot of these athletes if i mean if you don't have them and you've gone to failure all the stabilizing muscles are shot there's just not much else you can do but Overall event two for the women's was legless 2013, and it was as advertised. Put together really well, fast, exciting, um, and again, I mean, underdog athletics just just taking the cake. So awesome. Here up next, we'll talk about a men's uh, event two results. 
All right. Well, right into events, men, uh, event two for men's legless 2013. Uh, look at that, looking at the leaderboard, Cole Sager comes out with 450.05. Man, just really just, just showing his dominance here. Dallin Pepper, the young buck again in second. 458.17. I mean, he's right there, but you actually saw Cole Sager doing something super interesting and such a veteran move, right? He had just a little bit of chalk in his pocket. So instead of stopping to have to chalk on his way back to those legless rope climbs, he was able to just grab them, put them in his pocket, grab some out of his pocket, chalk up on that slight jog back, and get through those rope climbs. Not an issue for him, neither with Dallin Pepper. And number three, Sean Sweeney, the cowboy. Sean Sweeney is there, ready to go. Number four, Brian Hoon. Um, sorry for mispronouncing your name. Fifth, again, super consistent, Noah Olson. Uh, number six, Brandon Lockett. Number seventh, Alex Smith. Number eighth, Kyle Berner. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name again. Uh, number nine, Will Morad. Number ten, Spencer Panchik. Uh, Spencer Panchik. Spencer has really got to make a move. Um, he tried to make a move today. Yesterday was a really tough finish for him. Or event one was a really tough finish for him. Um, event two, um, top ten, not bad. But he's got to really push those high, high finishing places right now. Um, but. Again, um, Cole Sager right there at the top, really showing his dominance here today. Dallin Pepper, Sean Sweeney, Noah Olson. I mean, these guys are all guys you're expecting to see. But Dallin Pepper, the young buck, just really coming out and showing what's going on. So really proud, really proud of him, really excited to see what he's got to show in the future. But on to event three. Okay, so at the end of day one, we got to see, I mean, this top five is unreal. Right, so let's let's walk right through it. So, in first place, Carrie Pierce with Carrie Pierce with 192 points. In second, Danielle Brandon with 180 points. In third, Danny Spiegel with 176. In fourth, Bethany Shadburn with 176. So tied for third with Danny Spiegel. And in fifth, uh, Reagan Huckabee. <sighs> like wow, just absolutely unreal. Um, we have two Invictus athletes and three. Underdog athletics, underdogs, athletics, athletes, um, wild, absolutely wild. So, I mean, we're really showing here that the, the super teams are really at work and in play here. I think it's going to be interesting after this season, because this is the first season of a true super team style, um, or super, super camp, I guess we can call it right. Super camp style training programs, um, and after this year, we're going to see, after the games, really, we're going to see how the relationships, how is working with one another, um, is there conflict of interest? Everyone's going after the same goal, and especially at Underdog Athletics and at Invictus, you have multiple elite-level athletes going for, I mean, a top a podium finish at the games. Um, and you're getting a lot of these athletes going there. So I think it's going to be interesting. Really excited. And uh, let's jump right into it. We'll jump right into day two uh, with event three. Okay, event three, the 2019 Ruck Run 2.0. It's a 600-meter or 6,000-meter Ruck Run. Uh, men's ru Women's Rucks are starting at 10 pounds, and then each lap increasing... 
first lap they'll increase 20 pounds and 10 pounds and 10 pounds so it's 10 30 40 50 for the men starting at 20 pound ruck and then increasing 20 pounds to 40 pounds and then increasing 10 pounds from there on on so for uh, so it's 20 40 50 60 increasing each lap like i said um this is a really interesting event i'm really excited to talk about it after watching it it was absolutely unreal um and this is one of those ones where they did a cattle ride they did everyone at the same time one interesting thing here that they did though um was they did marathon starts so the moment your tracker passed the start line is when your time started so um although people who started in first necessarily weren't in first i mean that's really how it panned out the people who are in, out in front really were leading the pack quite a bit um, so let's get right into it. We'll do a little bit of a hodgepodge of men and women, uh, give you an idea of how it all turned out. But, um, there was a lot of non-finishers to be honest. Um, they had a 40 minute time cap on this and people were pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And there's a few people that got heat exhaustion. Um, big one that I saw right off the bat was Danny Spiegel. Uh, she was not able to finish and did get heat exhaustion, was able to complete out the weekend, uh, but she did get heat exhaustion on this on this event and uh, really really put a damper on the mood for the whole day, um, for the rest of the day, because, I mean, there's a lot going on on this day. But let's get right into it. Start with the men. Okay, taking a look at the women's 2019 Rock Run 2.0, let's take a look at the leaderboard here after event three, or the event three results. So, Bethany Shadburn killing the game, right? 32, 50, 97, right? She outpaced Maddie Edwards by almost, by 90 seconds. And in a race like this, it's huge. It's so much. So she came in and she looked refreshed. I mean, Bethany Shadburn is also a, she was doing triathlons. She's got an engine. And this is one of those workouts that she just put it together. And she did super, super well. So Maddie Edwards came in second with 34.28. Alexis Raptus at 34.45. Carrie Pierce right there in that top five at 35.02. And just like she did at the games, she put it on and she made it happen. And not like this was going to be a damage control event by any means at all. She's one of the smaller athletes. Um, I'm not 100% sure if running is her strongest suit, but does not matter because she put it together and she has that engine and she's just a monster. So she's putting it all together. Uh, number five, Reagan Huckabee, right there at 3513. Let's see. Carly Lucas, um, Jessica Meeks, Holly Henderson, Sydney Wells actually in the top 10 here, which is a great push for her. This is actually her first. Um, semifinals appearance, first semifinals appearance for anybody, but this is her first semifinals um, and an elite level competition, live competition ever. This is uh, Sydney, uh, uh, this is Brookwell's sister, twin actually, um, but she's really making a push, really excited to see what she's got in the future. She's an athlete, she's a track, she's a former track athlete, so I think she's got a lot um, in her future. Um, and then you see a lot of people drop off. Um, Danielle Brandon wasn't at the top of the list. She was not in the top 10. Danny Spiegel not in the top 10. Like we said earlier, uh, Danny Spiegel did get heat stroke during this event and wasn't even able to complete. I do believe Danielle Brandon completed this event. She did. She 100% did complete this event. And 
it's just really exciting to see these events play out. Um, so let's step over to the men's side. On the men's side, Cole Sager once again pulls it together. And it happens in the last 100 meters against James Sprague, who is in the lead the entire race, out in front. And again, Chris Henshaw was saying this during the broadcast. Cole Sager has this ability to break through that lactic threshold and turn it on. And he called it from the beginning of this event that if James was not careful, Cole was going to turn on the burners and put it together. And it's exactly what he did. And he takes the event win with 100 meters to go. But not only that, he beats him by three seconds. He just takes the lead and turns on. And at the end, Cole looks fresh. He looks fresh. He looks ready to go as James is collapsing in the back. And James is a rookie. And he's a, he's a teen athlete. He's a teen athlete just kind of making, his, making his way into the elite men's division. But, I mean, Cole just really showing what he's worth. Um, all weekend has just put it together, and I'm really excited, so, so excited to see um, what this is really going to all look like. Um, and third, Sean Sweeney, great performance. I mean, he's only, what is he, he's five seconds back. He almost overtakes James. He's out by less than a second and just barely behind James, almost takes the second place. Matt Pollan is right there. Brandon Lockett, Luckett. Brandon is right there, guys. Brandon is in the hunt. He is being consistent. He is well-placed. He is excited. Outside of that first event where he had that little bit of a, a scare with his wrist, he is just putting it together. And again, Will Morad, ooh, that proven team. I'm so excited to see what they have to in store. Will Morad just placing it, putting the pedal down, and just keeping up at that front of the pack. I mean, we're looking at a very small margin of error here, and these guys are just putting it together. Matt DeLagos, he's from the Proven Team. or Sorry, not the Proven Team, from the Underdogs Athletics Team. Um, I mean, great showing. He's actually one of the tallest athletes. He is the tallest athlete in, tallest athlete in the field. Um, it's a lot of weight to be moving around. He's a rig shaker for sure, but it's still exciting. Uh, Cedric Laponte, Laponte, I believe. Cedric is just a monster. I love the guy. He's got, he's exciting to see post. Um, every time he's post event, he's got a smile, even after event two, after those uh, failed, he kept failing on that last rope climb. Like we said, it can be an issue um, for some of these athletes, but super exciting. He still was able to put that together and still put together a top 10 performance here in event three. Um, John Cotley and then Noah Olson, again, plugging away at that top 10 and that's exactly what he needs to be doing he's consistent he does not need those event wins he needs consistency and that's what's going to get him there i mean cole sager and sean sweeney are also consistent at a higher rate uh, but i mean i think we got to give noah a break here a little bit i think noah um if any of you guys follow his social media or his uh or his uh youtube account we actually last week he just had passed a bunch of kidney stones and had been in the hospital um and with that he was had some medical scares and he's still putting together these elite elite level finishes so i mean we got to give it to him he's just 
he's putting it together. And I think we're all really excited to see what's in store here at the games. And as they all have some time uh, to recover and get themselves going, I think it's going to be super, super exciting to see the men's race um, for the fittest on earth. All right. We are now on to event four, which is the Triple G triple g chipper okay so the triple g chipper it has a 15 minute time cap it is a hundred pull-ups 80 ghd sit-ups 61 legged squats alternating 40 calorie row 20 single arm dumbbell push presses the men are at 100 pounds and the women are 70 pounds that is uh, wild so let's take a look at the flow so this workout begins with an athlete on the start mat and at the sound of the bp or she will advance to the rig to complete the 100 pull-ups and at the completion of the 100 pull-ups we'll go down to the ghds after the ghds they will go on to the next station which is the one-legged squats alternating upon the leg one-legged squats being completed they will go to the cat 40 calorie row and then finish off with the dumbbell push press Whoo, man, at the completion of this final rep, at the completion of the final rep of the push press, athlete put the dumbbell down on the ground and then sprint across the finish line. The athlete's score is the total time it takes to complete this event. Whoo, this looks so hard, um, especially as an everydayer. You just see these events, you see these really technical movements, um, and this heavy weight, the hundred pound push press, single arm dumbbell push press. I mean, that's what most of us are doing in the gym at RX with two fifty pound dumbbells, and we're dead at twenty. And these guys are having to do twenty with a hundred pound dumbbell. I'll say it again: the men have to do a hundred pound dumbbell. The women are doing it with a seventy pound dumbbell. Seventy pound dumbbell. This is wild. Anyways, um, exciting event, super fast. Um, I mean, these are 50 minute time cap, but you're going to see this race near the end of the 20 um, single arm dumbbell push press because um, this is one of those events that you can't be great at one thing because if you're just good at pull-ups and all of a sudden you get the GHDs and you slow down, there might be somebody else who's good at GHDs and overpass you and the 60 one-legged squats and 40-calorie row and so on and so forth. We're going to really be looking for somebody who's even keel, who across the board is, I wouldn't say maybe the best at one single item, but has just all-around spectacular fitness and can just tackle this. I mean, we need a Matt Frazier, but Matt Frazier is not involved anymore. Regardless... Let's jump right into it. Let's start it off with the women. Event four, Triple G Chipper 2017. Bethany Shadburn takes the W. She takes the win by almost 30 seconds. But guess who's right behind her again? Carrie Pierce. This underdog athletics team is unfrickin' real. These guys are monsters. Jessica Androsic, who is a rookie this year, I believe, comes in third with 1151. So Carrie Pearson, Bethany Shadburn, beat her by almost, carried by almost a minute, and Bethany by almost 90 seconds. Uh, number four, Alexis Raptis out from, I believe she is from Training Think Tank. Danny Spiegel with a fifth place finish, which is great. Like, so, so good. Um, let's see, Eleanor Buds, Sydney Wells with a seventh place finish. Again, really, really good. Number nine, Kelly Stone, Reagan Huckabee in 10th place. You know who we're missing here, though, is Danielle Brandon. Danielle Brandon had a little bit of a mix-up on the floor during her single-arm dumbbell push presses. She was looking for chalk, did not have chalk on the floor. 
little frustrated, but she was still able to put it together. I believe, I can't remember the exact placement she got, but um, took her a little bit out of the out of play, but not so far there out that she's going to be okay. Danny Spiegel, um, who is on her tail, had a tough finish on event three. Um, but again, let's talk about Danny Spiegel for a second. Danny Spiegel came back after having that um, heat exhaustion during the rock run this morning. And she came back and took fifth overall. Like, wow. Wow. Like, I applaud Danny Spiegel because she put it together, took that rest, came through, and conquered this event. I mean, this was day two, really, for her, was going to be um, damage control, you know? And I th- and she's doing great. And she's doing so, so well, especially after that event, uh, event three ruck run. Um, super excited. Sydney Wells, again, super, super great finish at seventh. Being not, this is an engine workout, and all these girls at this level, and especially in this heat three, better have that engine. So, really excited to see um, this event four. It was really fun. Uh, I think it pushed the women a lot, and but again, underdogs is just doing something wild, and Bethany Shadburn takes the win again over Carrie Pierce. Um, I really hope that these wins and things like this isn't going to affect that dynamic in that underdog athletics group um because i think justin cotler's got a great thing going on there but is it'll be it'll be really interesting to see here in the future and um let's jump right into the men all right event four for the men the triple g chipper 2017 and guess who's at the very top no 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 it's not cole sager it's spencer panchik spencer panchik comes back with an First, when a, with an event win, like he needed this, he needed this so bad. But guess who's in second? No Olsen. No Olsen is just being consistent, consistent, consistent. Matt Pollan in third, and the young buck, Dallin Pepper, is right there in fourth. He is putting it together, and Cole Sager in fifth. Again, just Mr. Consistency this weekend, right? But hey. Let's not get all crazy because the cowboy, Sean Sweeney, has also been Mr. Consistency right behind Cole Sager all weekend long. Uh, Jacob Pat Faft um, in seventh. And again, let's see another top ten finish for Cedric LaPont. Cedric, I mean, out of nowhere, great. I mean, every single time he's on camera, awesome to see. Brandon Luckett in ninth. Again, top, another top ten finish. And these guys, this is what they need to make it to the games. They need this consistency, and that's what it's all about. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Wow, super exciting, but again, Spencer Panchik needed this so bad, especially with his two brothers already having the qualifications. Um, He needed this event win to really get him out of the hole. I mean, because event three was not great for him, event one was not great for him, event two was subpar for him. You know, he needs this. And he's an incredible athlete, and just he's just having a really tough weekend. But we don't want to see his season end early. Um, hopefully, if he can't make it to the game, I mean, hopefully he can just make it into the last chance qualifier. That's our goal here. All right, jumping into event five. Event five is a six-minute cap, and the event is regionals finale 2017. So it's... 30 calories for the men, 25 calories on the Rogue Echo bike, which actually is the new bike for CrossFit. And then it's 20 burpee box jump overs and 10 
deep ball cleans. This thing is a sprint. It is a fast, fast, fast sprint. Um, everyone completing it inside of the four-minute mark, I believe. Uh, let's take a look. Let's take a look at the flow. So this, ev this event begins with the athletes at the starting mat. At the sound of the beep, they move forward to the bike and ride the bike for 30 calories for the men and 25 calories for the women. They then advance to the plyo box to complete 20 bo burpee box jump overs, advancing the box every four reps. That's really where the transition is. If some of these um, athletes are going to be able to um, game it a little bit by how fast they can pull it, um, you'll see that with Danny Spiegel and Danielle Brannon and their race here. Um, in the women's E3. Let's see. Finally, they will advance the, to the D-balls, where they'll complete 10 D-ball cleans at 100 pounds for the women and 150 pounds for the men. Uh, the score is the total time it takes to get it through the entire event. So the minimum work requirement for this event is two cleans and everybody in this third heat. Um, and most of the heats actually completed this um, in that six-minute time cap. The six-minute time cap is really just... Um, it's not going to play a factor at all here. But let's jump right into the women. So this women's event was unreal. It is really incredible to see what is happening at this elite level with the women. So let's go run right through the results from event five. So Danny Spiegel takes the event win by milliseconds, point three five of a second um she takes over danielle brandon danny spiegel uh, takes the event when Daniel brandon is right on her tail and it really came back down to that last uh d ball clean um and it happens you know it's just very super super small but these two women beat out bethany shatburn who was 21 seconds behind them 21 seconds behind them these two women just plowed through this event. Uh, but Bethany Shadburn in third, again, misconsistency. Uh, Allison Scud's really taking fourth, really making that push. I mean, today is still moving day. It's the end of day two. She really wants to just get moving and hopefully make a name for herself here and uh, get a ticket to the games. And number five, Carrie Pierce. I'm, I mean, again, she's just a monster. She's incredible. She's an athlete. And that tie, those, that, those top five finishes there are pretty unreal. Um, let's see. Sydney Wells in sixth, another top 10 finish for Sydney. And I mean, I'm so excited to see what she has in the future. Um, let's see. Chloe Wilson with seventh, Kelly Stone with eighth. Alexis Raptus is really still in that top 10 margin, but Danny Spiegel is chasing her down currently after event five. She's only behind by two. Danny Spiegel's only behind by two points. And Danny Spiegel really just made a jump in this last, last two events. And she, and she needed it. She needed it, especially after that rock run event at the beginning of the day. Um, and then uh, in 10th place, still wrapping around, wrapping up that top 10 positioning is Reagan Huckabee. And, uh, Here's this is wild. Between Alexis Raptus and Reagan Huckabee, there's point there's point zero one seconds separating them two. I mean, that's why these time clocks around the ankles are so key. Um, incredible races this entire time, this entire event was just filled with race after race after race in every in every area across the board for the first to second position, the ninth and tenth position, the 
fifth and sixth position, although they sit carry Pierce and Sydney Wells weren't in the same race or same heat. Um, there's still a race there. You got to be aware of everything that's going on around you. But anyways, incredible event five. We love these races. These finales are always awesome to see because they're quick. They're quick hitters and they, there's a lot of excitement really, really fast, but let's jump right into the men. All right. Jumping right back into it. We're taking a look at, um, Event five at regionals finale 2017 for the men. So in first place, Brandon Luckett pulls out the W. I mean, that's huge for him. I mean, he's chasing that game spot. He's chasing, chasing, chasing. But number two, Mr. Consistency all weekend long. Cole Sager. Cole Sager comes out with a second place finish. And third, someone who is chasing that last chance qualifier. Right now, as right now he's in, in 11th, but Matt, Matt DeLagos, Matt, makes a great push and takes third overall in the event. Uh, and fourth, Cedric Laponte. He's, again, he's he's been a little all over the map, but he's chasing those last chance qualifier spots right now. Fifth, Spencer, Spencer Panchik. He needed another high event finish, and he's in the top five. I mean, he's fifth, but he's still in the top five. Number six, Tolomar Moraquino, Kyle Berner. Number eight, or seventh is Kyle Berner. Number eight is Peter Manson. Mason and number nine is Will Morad. Will Morad is great. I mean, that's another top 10 finish for Will. Um, you gotta be consistent. And I think Will is, Will is doing that. Will's definitely doing that. Um, number 10, Matt Pollan, who is again, looking for that game spot. Um, one thing that was really interesting about this heat was Cole Sager had the lead and Dallin Pepper was right behind him and fell off during those deep ball cleans and couldn't put it together. He was chasing, he was chasing, he was chasing. And Dallin Pepper fell back more than 20 seconds and did not even make the top 10. It's tough. It's tough to see for the young guy, but I think it's going to be, he has one more day of competition, so he has two more more events to go. He's got to be really careful. He's got to have some great event finishes. And let's jump into event six. You know what? Actually, before we jump into event six, let's do a recap of event two and see where the whole standings are after day two. All right. There was a little bit of controversy post-event day two. Um, So it looks like Alexis Raptus had a score adjustment that placed her from fifth to sixth overall, putting her behind... Putting her behind... uh, Danny Spiegel by just a few, it must've been by just a few points, but I think that's an interesting thing to come into play. Um, but day two did come out to be extremely well. So post event two, take a look at the scores real quick on moving day. Top five men are Cole Sager with 468 points, Sean Sweeney with 393 so as we were saying, sorry, a little bit of technical difficulties, but Noah Olson with 372, Brandon Luckett and Daniel Luckett and Dallin Pepper, both with 357. And then the top women, like we were saying, there was a little bit of a change, but it doesn't seem like there was too much of it in the top four, at least. So it's Bethany Shadburn with 468, Carrie Pierce with 460, Daniel Brandon with 385, Reagan Huckabee with 380, and Danny Spiegel with 370. So from three to five, there's only a 15-point difference. 
So we're looking at something extremely small. The whole, I mean, a couple, with two events, there's a lot of space to be made up. Um, very interesting going into day three because this is where those last three spots are really going to be very interesting to see. Um, I'm pulling these posts directly from the West Coast Classics page, so it'll be interesting to see all of the scores here as we uh, move on to day three. All right, let's jump right back into event number six. Event number six is the Pushpool 2014 2.0. Uh, the whole workout it has a 17-minute time cap, which I don't believe will come into play with very many of these with these athletes. Um, so it's nine strict uh, deficit handstand push-ups, 18 toes to bars, 60-foot sled pull, 60-foot sled push, uh, 10 strict deficit handstand push-ups, 20... 60, 60, 11, 22, 60, 60, 12, 24, 60, 60. So we're going up, which is very interesting. So we're going up in our total counts for the strict deficit handstand pushups and the toes to bar. This is going to be. All right. Well, let's talk about the flow. This workout begins with the athletes on the starting mat. At the sound of the beep, he or she will advance to the wall and start the strict handstand pushups upon the completion They'll go to the toes to bar, and then they'll do the pull, 60-foot sled pull, and then 60-foot uh, sled push. These are using the torque tanks, which is actually, I believe, is a much across-the-board more universal, I guess you can say. Um, there's not going to be this discrepancy with what's going on. Let's see. The athletes will return to the rig and do the next set and the next set and the next set. Um, time will the score will be as the time gets over, as the athletes all get over the finish line. So let's jump into the women. All right, well, another great event. With event six wrapping up for the women, Alexis Raptus takes first, which she needed to do, and she overtook Danny Spiegel by six placings, placements. So Danny Spiegel came in six. So Alexis Raptus in first, Bethany Shadburn. No surprise there. And second, uh, Carrie Pierce. And third, again, no surprise. And fourth, Danielle Brandon. Again, no surprise. Allison Scuds in fifth. I believe she was in the second heat. And Danny Spiegel in sixth. So that's a huge overtaking. She needed to make those points, especially after losing, after a score correction after Tuesday. So we look at what's going on. And I believe at this point, she will have taken over Danny Spiegel and taken third, if I'm not mistaken. Or sorry, fourth? Find out right now. Here we go. So now, after event six, the standings for the women are Bethany Shadburn in first, expected. Gary Pierce in second, Daniel Brandon in third, and Alexis Raptus in fourth, and Danny Spiegel in fifth. So now Alexis Raptus has an 18-point lead above Danny Spiegel, which is huge, especially going into the final event, which means Danny Spiegel and Reagan Huckabee is 28 points back from even a placing right now. This is very, very interesting. So we'll see kind of how this all plays out, but it's going to be those six battling for that spot. So we'll take a look at event six now for the men. 
All right, jumping into Push-Pull uh, 2014 2.0 with the Event 6 results, Will Morad with the first place finish. Incredible showing. That's what he needed. He really needed this um, to put him in contention um, going into Event 7 for that game spot. Not necessarily for that last chance qualifier spot, but for that game spot. Noah Olsen in second, Jake Berman in third, Cole Sager, Mr. Consistency in fourth. I don't think he's been outside of the top five all weekend. Um, in five and fifth, Spencer Panjic again, really needs that to get into that last chance qualifiers position. Alex Smith, we haven't really been reading his name too much today or this weekend, just due to the fact that I mean, this, this field is so deep and he's just hasn't had the greatest showing he possibly could. Number seven, Peter Mason, uh, number eight, Brandon Luckett, top 10 finish. It's what you need, right? That's what you need to stay in contention for the podium position. And, Tula Marikino and Tudor Magna in ninth and 10th. Uh, I think, sorry, Tudor Magna in ninth and Tola in 10th. One name we're not seeing here, and it's a real bummer, is Dallin Pepper. Dallin Pepper, his name is nowhere to be seen on the top 10 finishing. Um, with Brandon Luckett right there and Will Morad really making the push, he's got to be careful going into event six. So, or sorry, event seven. So let's take a chance. Let's take a look into event seven now. All right, well, let's talk about event number seven, which is our finale, the regionals closer from 2015. It has a six-minute time cap, which really isn't going to come into play with many of our athletes. But we have 15 ring muscle-ups, one squat clean at 235 for the men and 150 for the women, one squat clean at 255. Sorry, let's restart that. One squat clean at 235 for the men and 150 for the women, 255, and then one at 255 and 165, and then one at 275 and 180, and then one at 285 and 190, and one at 295 and 200. It's just going to be a burner. I mean, those 15 ring muscle-ups are really going to show what the difference is between these athletes. Um, the squat cleans are heavy but they're fast. So you can't fail. There's no room for error when it comes to this event um, on either the men or the women's side. So let's talk about the women. So we're actually going to start with the men. So the men had what a race. Cedric LaPont takes the event win by almost, almost a full second, <laughs> uh, almost one full second. And, and it's just incredible. I mean, he pushes, he pushes, he pushes and just does something amazing. Uh, there's some huge differences here. And, I mean, we're looking at a difference of three seconds across the board. It's one cycle. It's the way you step up to the bar. It's the transition from the rings. I mean, there's some huge, some huge impacts here. Dallin Pepper is not a 10th place finish, you know? I mean... Noah Olsen is a sixth place finish. And what we're seeing, though, is a lot of changes. These are from earlier heats, too. So a lot of this last heat didn't even come into play in this final event, which is kind of which is kind of wild. It's just it's a burner. It's ready to go. Um, just wild. But Cedric, just, I, I, he just punched a ticket to the last chance qualifier, which he needed to do. And Dallin Pepper's right there on the edge. But we'll talk about the final results here right after we talk about the women. This event seven for the women was really interesting. All over the map, this is such a fast, fast workout that if you miss anything, 
you could really screw yourself over. And I think that's exactly what Alexis Raptus did. I mean, Daniel Brandon, Carrie Pierce, even Danny Spiegel and all these other guys and women um, put it together and didn't miss a lift. And Re- I mean, Reagan Huckabee came through and I think she, I believe she beat um, Danny Spiegel by just milliseconds, you know, um, but none of them missed a lift and that's what you needed to do. And sadly to say, Alexis Raptus didn't, didn't put that together here in the last lift. Um, very interesting. The point schemes all over the place. They actually didn't show the final results because I think they're ready to jump right into the final event. Um, but again, we're seeing uh, underdogs athletics dominate. We're seeing Invictus dominate. So I'm very excited to see how this season plays out. But this event seven, I think, was a great, great event. Scary because it does put into contention game spots and last chance qualifier spots, and it really throws a wrench into the mix. Um, but still, very exciting to see what's going to happen um, as we jump right here into the final results. All right, so let's talk about the final standings. Cole Sager with the win with 583, Noah Olson at number two, Sean Sweeney in third, and some two. Outstanding performances with Will Morad and Brandon Luckett in fourth and fifth. Uh, they put it together. They did what they needed to do. But right below that red line, we see Dallin Pepper. Dallin Pepper's season is not over, but he is looking for the Lance Chance qualifier spot. And I think he's going to have a really good opportunity there. Uh, same with Spencer Panchik. And I mean, Sen- uh, uh, Spencer came out of nowhere. He had the worst showing at the beginning of this of this event, at the beginning of this entire weekend and just came back and, and play seventh and Cedric LaPont just taking the event win at the very final final event I think that's what put him over the over over the edge and I'm and we're excited to see that these guys events this guy these guys seasons are not over yet but incredible 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 super excited to see what's up next wow well the women's final standings are absolutely incredible. Um, these super training camps are working. They work. Underdogs Athletics destroyed this event with first, second, and third, with Bethany Shadburn taking over Carrie Pierce and taking the number one spot. I mean, these two pretty much tied. You know, I mean, we can't take it away from Bethany because she definitely took the event win or she definitely took the weekend win, but they're four points apart. So one placing anywhere across the board. So, but awesome, awesome, awesome showing by Bethany Shadburn, Carrie Pierce, and Danielle Brandon. Justin Kotler has done something absolutely incredible with these women, and not is it? It's not just him because these women are amazing. These women have put together, have dis, have put away, put aside their differences to come together and train like champions, and they're clearly doing something. And I think you're going to see those three names. Um, hopefully at least one of them on the podium, um, if not more than one. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be intense. I mean, this, this games is going to be awesome. Um, Danny Spiegel and Reagan Huckabee. So here it is. So here's the last thing. So Alexis, Alexis Raptus with missing that last lift was not able to keep her lead above Danny Spiegel and Reagan Huckabee. Um, sad, sad, but she's, um, young. She's, 
so close. I think I think in the next year or so, she's gonna have that strength and everything else put together and that experience to push her to the push her to the next at, next limit. Um, but Danny Spiegel takes fourth, and Reagan Huckabee take fifth, and both of these women are. Um, both of these women are Invictus athletes. Um, I think that's there's something to say there as well. And CJ over at Invictus is really coaching his team to be dominators because not only do they dominate here, but two of his teams qualified for the games um, during this event. Um, very, very interesting, super exciting. Um, this games this year is going to be awesome. So I think it's going to be a very incredible opportunity to see what's to come in the future. Well, everyone, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Um, this is the first one like this. It's a little bit different, but I'm just really excited to do it. A lot of research for me went involved in this. It's about it's about a 50-minute podcast, but, I mean, hours and hours and hours of re-watching events, re-watching everything. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm hopefully going to be doing more of these, and there'll be a couple more other styles coming here in the future. But I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and I look forward to hearing from you guys on the Instagram page and via email and whatever way you guys want to contact us. We, I would feel free to talk and listen, but I hope you guys enjoyed and have a great day.